Welcome to the Healing Begins podcast channel. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, and today I have a very special guest on the show. I have Nikki Ray. Say hi, Nikki Ray. Well, hello, Pastor Gail. It's great to be here with you today. We're going to talk about what it was like for Nikki Ray to grow up, her journey of how she came to faith, and some of the obstacles she's faced in her life, and how the Lord um, kind of got her through those obstacles. So, Nikki Ray, what would you like to start with? What was your like life growing up? My life growing up was not one of faith, for sure. We grew up, I grew up in a household that was uh, tumultuous, if you might, if you would say. Uh, I had a mother who had a, believed in uh, the Lord from an early age, but she had strayed from that and, and came into an alcoholic and uh, narcotic prescription kind of lifestyle, and it was difficult and tumultuous. I bet that made the home kind of rough, huh? Uh, yes, yes, it very much did. Did you find that growing up in that type of uh, atmosphere that you developed identity issues? Yeah, I think I always seen myself as less than or unworthy. Mm -hmm. Maybe what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. So how did you then, growing up in that atmosphere, come to faith? Or was it when you were, did you come to faith when you were young? Or did you come to faith when you were older? Well, I actually had a very interesting experience. Let me just back up a little bit. My, as I said, my mother had a, a drinking and narcotic uh, prescription uh, issue. She actually left, disappeared when I was 13. Wow. She disappeared, like family, friends. Nobody heard from her for seven years. But when I was 18, I started working. A friend of mine invited me to her church here in Hastings, Michigan, actually, and, and her parents led me to the Lord. So I became a Christian when I was 18. Wow, wow. So how, now, was that before she came back? That was before she came back, yes. So then, and having a mom taking off would be very difficult. So share with us a little bit. What were some of the obstacles you faced as you got older now? We know you're a nurse. You're yes. a traveling nurse right now. But yes. as you got older, what were some of the obstacles you faced in life? I think sometimes it's good for people to hear people's obstacles and how they got through them. Because so many people are listening and they're challenged yeah. by certain things in life. So whatever the Holy Spirit would want you to share. Sure. Well, I think one of the obstacles for me, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't know what a marriage looked like, what a healthy marriage looked like. And I wanted to serve the Lord with all my heart. And yet I think I placed my husband on the throne of my heart. I, ex I put him in the place of God. Mm-hmm. Unintentionally, of course, unintentionally, but I put expectations on him that only that only God could meet for me inadvertently. And I only seen that um, in hindsight. I've been divorced for many years now, but I've seen that in hindsight. Mm -hmm. um, I learned that um, Jesus has to be number one in the throne of my heart. He has to be number one in my life. He has to be my only goal and prize. Because if I have anything else before him, it, it, it's an idol, even if it's my spouse or my kids or a job or a career or anything else. Um, if it comes before him and I can't let it go, it's an idol in my life. You know, as you're talking about the obstacles you face and getting married and getting divorced, I think sometimes people think that when they're a Christian that... Um, life should be easier, that as a believer you're not going to face obstacles. And I think it's good for people to know that, hey, if you're a believer and you're going through obstacles or you're facing maybe what I would call challenging situations, that that is normal. 
Yeah, that is normal. You know, I think when we become a Christian, we think everything's going to be better. But in all reality, you know, we've lived a life outside of hope. We've lived a life in in the world, and, you know, we've got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that when we become saved, that stuff, you know, the Lord heals us, it comes up and out. And, by the way, it doesn't feel good when it comes up and out necessarily. It doesn't feel good when it comes out. It feels great when it comes up. It doesn't feel good when it's coming up and you're having to deal with it, but it feels amazing when it comes out. It's a, it's actually kind of amazing. When I came to know the Lord, I had so much joy. I was 18 years old. I had so much joy. But if you remember me saying my mother had been gone since I was 13 and I had a lot of anger and a lot of hurt and I, I wanted her to come back and I wanted her to stay away. I was fearful for her to come back, but I needed a mom. And it was this vacillating back and forth. And so about a year after I came to know the Lord, I actually went into a very severe depression. Things got much worse instead of better. I mean, it was a very severe depression, and I had to get some help for that. And I was ashamed to admit that for a lot of years. But, you know, what was happening, I believe, is that, you know, I had had so much hurt and junk and yuck built up from life that was coming up and out that the Lord wanted to deliver me from. And he has delivered me from that. But it hasn't been like a one-time thing here Nikki Ray you're healed but it was a journey that started and he has healed layer after layer after layer and sometimes you know he has to wait until I'm ready and I reach out and if you want to talk about turning points the there are many obstacles that we face and there are turning points and so years after let me scoot ahead now years a few years after my divorce many years after my divorce actually Um, I was dealing with, I found I was still dealing with depression and anxiety. And I thought, man, I'm a Christian. I'm here. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I'm going to church. I'm faithful. You know, I'm, I'm doing all I can to build this relationship, but I cannot get rid of this depression and anxiety. Quite a few times. Um, people would point me to spiritual care. They would say, hey, you should, you know, you you really need to go to spiritual care. You really need to go see them. And I kind of balked at that a little bit. I thought, you know what, I should be able to do this, to pick myself up to do this. I'm, you know, I'm a Christ follower. I'm in him. And that was true. But you know what, finally I broke down and I said, okay, I obviously can't do this on my own. I've spent years with depression and anxiety and I can't kick it on my own. Maybe I do need some help. And so I came and I'll tell you, I gained tools and um, more knowledge in the word um, and, and, and new ways of thinking, which is the heart of healing process. But anyways, that helped me get rid of a lot of the junk in my life and overcome that depression and anxiety. And it has been gone for years and it only came back um, a few years ago when I was dealing with a financial difficulty. I mean, come on, I'm a single mom and I have five kids. I mean would think I would have any financial issues, right? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, God supplies all of my needs, and I proclaim that, and I know that. But I was really struggling. I had lost about $10,000 in wages one season, one fall season, from September to December. And I was, you know, my things in my house were breaking, and things were going wrong, the heating, the bathrooms. And I was depressed, and I couldn't pull myself out of it again. So I called Pastor Gail at Spiritual Care, and I said, Lord, I said, can you pray for me? Because I'm sinking into this depression again, and I can't get myself out of it. And so I came in, and I think it was you and Vera Mm. had prayed with me. And, um, you know, the Lord spoke to me that day, and it was not a word of comfort. It was a word of chastisement, and it was what I needed. But Pastor Gail, through the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, said, Nikki Ray, you're not trusting God. And 
I wasn't flattered in that moment, I have to say. <laughs> but you know what? But it was the right thing, and it brought healing. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry for trying to figure out everything myself. Thank you. Well, you know, I went through, uh, I've had it many times where I found out that I wasn't trusting God. I think that's probably a big thing that um, people struggle with. And the other thing I was thinking about is, so depression has been in and out of your life for quite a few years, mm -hmm. right? So when I share with people, and they look at me weird when I say this, I go, did you know that depression and anxiety are my friends? And they're like, well, what do you mean by that? Well, when I feel those feelings, it's an indicator that I'm beginning to work in my own strength yes. and that I'm not trusting God. So to feel sad and depressed isn't bad. It's to recognize, oh, wait a minute. That is a symptom of something greater that's going on in my life. Amen. That I need help with. Yes. Yes. And, you know, for me, <clears throat> since I have been delivered from depression and anxiety, what I have learned from the, and from the Word is that we're called to walk in peace. Mm-hmm. We're to go, the Word says we go out in joy and are led forth in peace. And, you know, when I lose my peace, if I don't have peace, if I start to have anxiety well up, mm -hmm. that is my cue to go to the Lord and mm -hmm. say, Lord, what's going on here? Help. <laughs> Wave my white flag because instantly I know that there's something that I need to change or adjust. And he always answers when I ask. Always. And many times when I feel that going on, I realize I'm also running too fast. And that, that could be. That, like, I'm not allowing God to wake me up in the wee hours of the morning to get up and pray. I, whether you believe it or not, we're all busy, and we got to have our one-on-time with God to be able to keep us stable. And if left to my own devices, I, in my own stinking thinking, I'll fall right back into my old trap. So yes, absolutely. Some of the things that you're describing, the depression, the anxiety, we would say as spiritual care, there's symptoms of a greater issue going on. And, yes. and when you think back about different times when you hit depression and anxiety, how many different hurting events were those things connected to? Because those things a lot of times are triggered by hurting events that God brings up and says, oh, now I want to deal with this layer of your life. Yes. I think in the earlier in the earlier years, I forget how long it's been since I came to spiritual care. I think I want to say seven, eight years. Yeah, I don't. It's I've been quite a few. Track. Anyways, it's been a while. there were a lot of, you know, there the anxiety and depression were connected to those hurting events. I think... More in recent years, if I start to have that that anxiety come up, I see it quickly. I understand it. And it's not necessarily connected to a hurting event so much as it is connected to an old pattern or an old way. Mm -hmm. And so when I go to the Lord and I, I say, Lord, what's going on here? What do I need to see? I've lost my peace. I'm feeling some anxiety. Quite often, um, he, well, he always shows me, he always answers, but it always is a step of faith that I need to take and I need to choose to go in the direction that he leads me. And we often talk about how hurting events, around a hurting event, you have ways that you have formed of how you believe. That's right. Belief systems based on how you feel. So they feel good, but many of the belief systems are based on a half-truth and they wind up leading you in a wrong direction. And then you wonder... How did I get here? Yes. Uh, does he ever have that time in your mm -hmm. life where you wondered how you got in a certain place? Yes. 
Yes, and I am struggling to think of a specific example, but yes, there are mindsets. There are things that we think and that we believe about ourselves as we're growing up that we just accept as true. We, we just, that just is us. It it's, doesn't even cross our radar that, you know, maybe we have a mindset that just isn't true. Um, so during this whole time of healing and going through Turning Points events, did you, during your life, have an encounter with the Holy Spirit that really helped to be another uh, positive turnaround or a, a changing point in your life, Nikki Ray? Absolutely. I have had um, several of them. There are two that are very, very powerful turnarounds. <clears throat> the The first one was um, several years after my divorce. I had I had um, had a living relationship with somebody, and then a breakup, and then I had a, a dating uh, lifestyle that was not godly at all. And I had gotten pregnant with um, a young boy and a little boy, and um, I was running from God, but I ran back to God during that time because my life turned upside down in every which way. I was broken emotionally, spiritually, financially. I had no good relationships in my life, no support systems to, to speak of, and I was broken. And every, when, you're, when you're upset, things go wrong as they always do. They kept piling up and piling up and piling up. And one day, I was swishing a coffee pot out, swishing water, and I accidentally hit that coffee pot and it shattered on the sink. And I just, I was home alone, and I just started talking to the Lord, but actually it was screaming at the Lord and saying, Lord, come on, just one more thing, just one more thing, really? And I was pouring my heart out. Now, all the words weren't great. They weren't right words necessarily, but they were true. I was like, one more thing. What? But he knew my heart, and you know what? He answered me. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart that day, and he said, you know, you're upset about you know, this person and that person not being in there in your life the way you think they should. So what would happen if all of those people in your life were doing the things that you thought they should? What if your child's father was there? What if your parents were there for you the way you thought? What if your sibling was there for you the way you thought they should? What would that do for you? That's what the Holy Spirit said to me that day. And I said, well, it would make me feel loved. It would make me feel cherished. It would make me feel like I wasn't thrown away like a piece of trash. It would make me feel accepted, like maybe I was worth something. And then the Holy Spirit spoke back to me immediately. And he said, then let me do those things as only I can and let them go because they don't have the tools to do that for you. And that was a life-changing moment. I had an instant weight lifted off of me. I truly trusted him to meet those needs, and I let them go. Awesome. You said you had two moments? Yes, and there was another moment. Um, I will say to that moment, a couple days, a little time after that, the Lord challenged me to add value to those people who I was expecting from instead of expecting only adding to them, expecting from Jesus and adding to them. And that's been a game changer and a life changer for me. Now, the other moment that was a huge turning point came a few years later after that. I had been seeking the Lord every day. Um, in my nursing job, sometimes we can get a little callous sometimes. And I was getting irritated and a, a, I found myself getting a little bit negative. So I started praying every single day, Lord, help me to see people as you see them. Lord, help me to love them as you love them. And help me to serve as you would have me to serve. Because I am your example. I'm your, your girl here. I represent you with my life. And so that was my prayer every day. And one day I was pulling up onto my road, which is a private, kind of a private long drive. But 
the Lord said to me, the Holy Spirit said, why don't you ask me how I see you? Why don't you ask me how I love you? And that, it was just, uh, that was an overwhelming thought to me to ask the Lord what he actually thought about me. <laughs> and I said, okay, Lord, how do you see me? How do you love me? And I was showered with his presence. I was overwhelmed with his presence. And um, I can't give specific words, but in the feeling it was, um, he showed me that I was tr his treasure, that I was loved, that he directed my steps, that he was caring for every single need that I had, that there he was going before me and I was his girl and I was secure in him. And you know what? It, 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 his presence was so overwhelming. I had to shut it off because I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. It was, it was more than I could handle. But from that moment, from that moment on, I have never, ever struggled again with low self-confidence. I have never, ever struggled again with feeling like I'm unworthy or less than. Never, ever again. And I've been able to walk in confidence in who I am in the Lord and to speak um, love into other people's life without worrying about how they see me or what's going on. Or Well, let me ask you a question. Was it hard for you to take the step to get help? <laughs> Was there, did you face any fear and anxiety about making that call, coming in and sitting down and talking to somebody? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I thought, I thought I should be able to handle this on my own. Like I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for years. I pray. I read my Bible. I, I journal. Like, why can't I kick this? There was a lot of anxiety. I, I wondered why, what was wrong. I was still wondering what was wrong with me. Why can't I do this? Hmm. And then you made the first step. And then I made that step, and I came in, and I learned that there was a lot that I didn't know. Was there any battles while you were going through the process to maybe stop the process at some point? Like, I don't know, this is getting uncomfortable, or did you feel comfortable through the whole process? No, I felt comfortable through the process. I felt like this was the right place. When mm -hmm. I when I listened, um, I learned that it was right. Okay. It was right. There were some obstacles. There were some surprise. There were some surprises to me. Like uh, part of the heart of healing calls us to ask to to forgive God. Not that God has done anything wrong; He doesn't do anything wrong. But sometimes we blame God for stuff. We judge Him. We judge Him, and we have to forgive Him yeah. for things. And and there are some things that you know that was a surprise to me. That took me back. That was an obstacle. <laughs> so, yeah, I had I had judged God for some things. You know, maybe for. You know, not having a mom, mm -hmm. maybe for taking her away, and and some other things too. Then that was a vital part of healing was to stop judging him and forgive him, not because he did anything wrong, but because I had laid judgment. Well, and I think that's that been my experience. Like, I go to Costa Rica to a mountain rehab, and I work with girls that have been sold into sex slavery, mm -hmm. and trafficking, and prostitution. And the one thing they have to process through that is difficult is where was God? Yes. And being angry at God and not wanting to forgive. Mm -hmm. And so I want people to know it's, it's absolutely natural for you to have to process that. Yes. Don't feel bad if you're angry at God. That's normal. Yes. Don't feel bad if you're struggling to forgive. That's normal. But man, Jesus sat it all on the cross. 
when he forgave us for nailing him there. Yes. Right? Yes. But you still got to process. If you've been hurt deeply, yes. you still got to take that time to process through the anger and through the emotions. And you need someone to work with you yes. who's not going to judge you or think you're any less spiritually because yes. you're in a struggle. Would you say that's yes, true? Yes, that is true. And I think that's important because a lot of times, you know, as a Christ follower, as a Christian, you think, well, I must not be a real Christian or I must not be real strong if I can't handle this process on my own or if I can't do this mm-hmm. thing on my own. But the truth is, is that we don't, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And we need a brother or a sister in the Lord to help us through those things. What would you say to the person out there that's wanting to make that first step to get some healing in their life? It's difficult to take that first step. It's difficult to ask for help. But it's more difficult to hang on to pain and hurt for the rest of your life. Then we often say forgiveness is more about you than it is the other person. Oh, it's about your freedom. It doesn't mean what happened to you is okay. It doesn't mean to let somebody in and run over you, but forgiveness winds up being more about your own peace and not that other person. And healing winds up being about your peace because this is resonant yes. in the soul because yes. what we have is we have people that are going through never-ending counseling because the roots of this stuff is not in the mind, but in the soul. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about counselors. We have them help us. There's safety in the multitude of right. counselors. Yes. So, but unless you treat someone's spirit, soul, and body, and yes. treat those wounds in the soul, the depression, the anxiety tends to hang out and not go away. So... I just want to let people know there's hope. What do you yes. think about that, Nikki Ray? Actually, I absolutely love that. And let me tell you why I love that. Because many, many, many people that I talk to, that I see um, in the medical setting, believe that there's not hope for that anxiety and that depression. Mm-hmm. They believe there's not healing for that. They believe that it's something that has to be just dealt with. But I am living proof, and I have seen it time and again, it does not, anxiety and depression does not have to just be dealt with. It can't, you can be delivered from it and healed from it. Take the first step. Yeah, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, Know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. I was thinking maybe we should pray for those that are going to be listening to your testimony. Lord, you are so good. Your love chases us down. Lord, your love is big enough to deal with all of our hurts, pains, Lord, and even our anger. Lord, we can come to you in truth. Lord, we can bring everything before you. And Lord, I pray for the healing of everyone who steps out in faith, who takes that first step towards you, For, Lord, you are the Lord God, our healer and our redeemer, and your word is true and will never return void in their lives. In Jesus' name, I thank you for all that you're doing. I pray for the courage and I pray for the strength for each one to reach out and take that step. In Jesus' name. We would love your feedback. My email is gail at spiritualcareconsultants.com. And you can call Spiritual Care, too, at 269-929-2901 if you need more help. God bless you and have a great day.